Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebels release Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. I almost forgot my name. Hell, that's all right. Don't worry. I'm good. How are you? It's been a, it's been a day, apparently, just wandering off whatever you know i made it yay good job yeah yeah thanks it's the little things at this point isn't it yes it is i'm gonna answer my own question so what have you been playing uh well i actually i played quite a few games this week but none of them did i play an opinion yeah, no, I'm sorry about that. Um, no, I, I played a couple indie games. I really needed to sort of clear my hard drive out because the latest Warzone update is massive, um, and I wanted to download an MMO, which is also massive, so I needed space. So right. I played uh, one called, I think, Observer or Observanaut or something like that, and it's basically you are a... Uh, I can't do that, Dave, sort of space computer uh, on a space station, and you're sort of tabbing in between the modules to, like, help the astronauts fix stuff, but you're being controlled by someone else. I don't know. It was really, really slow for me, so I I didn't play more than 20 minutes of it, and I don't think I have enough in my opinion. It's just not my style. This next game that I played was uh, uh, Plague Tale... uh, which, oh, yeah, that's on Game Pass, yeah. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. I think it would really appeal to some people who like super stealthy, but, like, also you're trying to, like, take care of someone while being stealthy. So you have, like, a little brother, and you have to, like, tell him to wait places or do stuff for you while you're sneaking around trying to, like, evade. I don't know. Once again, too slow for me. Don't it's like that kind mission. of gameplay. Yeah. yeah, the whole game right. is an escort mission, essentially. And I hate that. Um, right. It had some cool mechanics. <laughs> um, like, the way that you control him and get him to follow you is actually pretty easy. You just use the arrow pad. But um, I didn't enjoy it, so I only played that for about 20 minutes. So I don't have an opinion out. What I do have an opinion about... <laughs> right, right is the gigantic beast of DC Online, which I downloaded onto my Xbox hard drive and have subsequently deleted. Oh, wow. When it came out uh, pre-2011, there was a beta, which I think that I played, although my memory is sort of fuzzy. Around this time, I was playing World of Warcraft, so I'm not certain if I played the beta or didn't play the beta but I know that there was loads of hype and I probably would have played the beta Um, but that's beside the point it obviously wasn't memorable to me then and let me tell you it is not memorable now in fact it (laughs) left such a bad taste in my mouth for a couple of reasons first off this game was originally released on the PC and the 
attempt at doing a console version is incredibly painful. There's just too much text, too many small dialogue boxes. The controls are super clunky. It's weird how you control, like they, they have almost too many power slots available for the amount of controls that you can do with a controller. Comparing it to how games like that, I'm gonna use City of Heroes, comparing to how City of Heroes controls on a PC, you have just a lot more that you're doing with it you know like you have macros and keybinds and all you know like it's quite technical to control whereas i feel like they try to take a difficult to control game that requires a bit of skill on pc and dumb it down but not very well for console right right it's that's always going to be a, a difficult transition you know to to take an mmo that has I mean, I, I haven't played one that doesn't have, you know, enough potential uh, keybinds or macros. I mean, the only way you could do it is if you had macros slotted on each of your buttons and, and uh, to where you could put three or four things that, you know, that uh, lump them together uh, and, and then macro them to an actual button. That's the only way I think it'd be even possible, you know, to, to play it with a controller. Because you just need the keyboard. Yeah. You got too many, too many <laughs> abilities, and it's just, yeah, just not conducive. Yeah, it used like I don't know. You use the like left trigger or left bumper. I don't remember. I didn't play it very long, but you use it in order to access the like sub menu of powers while you're doing it. But it's real time, so I don't know. There's just something about the extra step that made it feel more clunky. The voice acting was grating. I don't know who they got to be Superman, <laughs> but I found him super annoying. And there wasn't enough variety in what he was saying, even in the tutorial. Yeah, I only made it through the tutorial. Yeah. It just, wow. he repeated yeah. things over and over. The other voice actors for like Wonder Woman, whatever, repeated stuff. And I was just like, you couldn't even make the tutorial have like unique voice acting. Like, this is lame. And I was really excited about how my character looked. Although, let's not talk about how you had to like register for their special account in order to get access to the cool powers, which I didn't do because who has time for that? You know, the character creation right. was good, not as good as City of Heroes, um, but good you know i came out with a superhero that looked cool i was like an energy archer it's sort of dope looking you know whatever i chose uh, i don't know i think it was wonder woman's guidance or whatever um but when i got out into the world and then was trying to like fly and fight at the same time i remember this being very easy in city of heroes like super intuitive because you're using a mouse and the mouse directs you and it's very easy to do um right. with a controller it's just it's too much you know it's way worse than yeah. how fast things go in call of duty and things like that because you're in you're doing the 3d spatial sort of thing and it has like a pull to the ground and stuff like that if you miss the um, pulling the trigger to access the power menu, you'll accidentally access the melee, which is the default which, when you just push X, so then it makes you get closer to the target, then you have to back up in your flight. I don't know. I really didn't enjoy it, and it angered me that I waited such a long time to download it, and it wasn't fun. So uh, <laughs> I have deleted it, and that's where we are. Time well spent. Right. This is what I do as nice. an adult woman. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we, it's all about, you know, these measured decisions that we have to make. And, and uh, you know, you did the risk-benefit ratio and seemed like time well spent. And then all of a sudden, it's just not. It's a kick in the throat. 
Um, well, uh, so that's the extent of your game. Is no, no, uh, call it no war, war games, Warfront, war bringers. No, no, what? I had a really busy week. There was a lot of, of actual oh, okay. work that I got paid to a do lot this of week. So. I know. Okay. <laughs> and downloading as well. Warzone hasn't even finished updating. It's been updating for two yeah. days. Yeah. Did you were, you were you sure to go back and make sure you uh, approve the decision or uh, you know that? Is <laughs> I did. On, I did do wait. that. No, I did okay. approve the decision. <laughs> I made the mistake of turning off my console last night, and I oh, find no. that with the bandwidth that I have, it just doesn't download well while I'm also watching TV. But what else are we supposed to right, do in lockdown? Right, right. Like, I'm just watching Netflix 24-7, yo. <laughs> right, I'm streaming something. Yeah, and that is just the nature of life at this point. So, um, well, a couple bits of personal news. One of them I'll add during our main story. But uh, I did switch my internet provider and connection uh, reluctantly. But I've done it because uh, with the virus and everything and just the crazy time that we're living in, um, we need the best possible internet that we can, if that we can afford. Uh, and, and so we, we hadn't had, I think we've had DSL, uh, for, I don't know, the last four or five years. And that's what we, you know, 50 megabytes per second up, uh, downloading, uh, has been, uh, this, well, that's, that's the max that we could get. So, uh, and it's rarely that fast. Uh, especially when you're streaming and having to, you know, split it up amongst multiple devices. And so uh, we went with uh, a, the fastest that I can get here, which is supposed to be upwards of a thousand. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. And uh, how much we'll does that see how set you is. back? That sounds expensive. Uh, well, it's, you know, it's it's like I think it's eighty bucks a month. Oh, that's um, not bad. I was paying that much no. for the first version of Fiverr, and that was back in 2010. I know. Right. And so this is uh, – we'll see the, the difference. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have some flexibility in there that I can go with my own modem and a bunch of other technical stuff that's probably above my head as well. But um, I'm going with the best modem I can get and everything else because the kids are going to have to do uh, a lot of their schoolwork from home too. And uh, I don't want that to interfere with my ability to entertain myself. So I'm just joking. No, I want them to have. <laughs> I their... mean, joking? Are you? That sounds like real, are we? real life. I mean, is it? <laughs> it was, that was a Freudian slip. Uh, no, it's it's. Uh, I want I want there to. I don't want anyone to have to suffer if we can help it, uh, school wise or other. Suffer. Uh, just, suffer. Just, Such right. a strong word. <laughs> well, I know I say that, but. But the issue is, you know, I got my my one of my kids is starting high school and the first nine weeks is online and they're taking a couple courses, including algebra for the very first time online, which is brutal. I can't believe you have a high schooler. Like, I realize it's possible that I could have one as well. Thank God I do not. But it boggles (laughs) my mind. It boggles my mind. Well, ninth grade, if it helps anything. But still, the fact that uh, she's in high school and, and will be taking algebra online which um, is a discussion for another day in terms of like the the quality that's uh, hard compared to between online, online and in-person delivery. It's yeah, exactly. And so I don't want there to be any issues with her being able to stream and her being able to, uh, you know, make you know. Uh, 
any access issues, you know, with the internet. And so it was an easy decision. We'll see how it, how it plays out though. So, um, but I, I did do, I did make that two big tech changes. That was one of the big ones, but games that I've been playing, um, of course I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. I'm, I made it through the second act. Finally. I think that this is a game I could easily put a hundred hours into. Wow. Okay. I haven't had a hundred hours in a game. I mean, you are the parent uh, of a high schooler, so that may, and and other children as well, so that makes sense. Right. Well, I'm I'm uh, I, I had the last uh, 24 hours to myself. I had to do some work at home, and the kids and the family went to uh, my wife's parents' house, and so. Well, a um, dream. I you must have been living your work. best life. <laughs> For a day, I uh, I did a lot. I did some work from home, and and then uh, and then I did play. Um, a lot, a lot more than I thought I was going to. And it was, it reminded me, I was like, oh, this is, I remember this. I remember what this was like as a, as a, as a young buck who was able to just sit and play. Uh, I mean, I don't want to make you jealous, uh, probably, but that's like basically my life. <laughs> I know it. I know. I, I, it's fine. I like You're raising enough children that I don't have to reproduce. So it's brilliant. You know, that's like right. you've, you've thrown in a spare one for me. Population stable. Job done. You know, there we go. That's right. Well done. High fives all around. I appreciate uh, that. So... Thanks for taking one for the team. <laughs> You're welcome. Glad you get to play games. Uh, and so the uh, <clears throat> so I, I did play. I probably played for five or six hours last night, and and I felt like I barely made a dent in the content. Still, like you, and 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 that's not a knock to me on the game. I listened to uh, Yahtzee Croshaw's or, or Zero Punctuation about. Ghost of Tsushima, and he's, I mean, he's harsh about every game, but he's, he's exceptionally harsh about Ghost of Tsushima just because he thinks that other games have done what Tsushima does, but they did it better. Uh, I don't necessarily agree. I think it's a matter of preference. Like, do you like Assassin's Creed or do you like Assassin's Creed set in feudal Japan, which is kind of in in a lot of ways if you boiled it down and oversimplified it that's kind of what ghost of tsushima is it's a witcher slash assassin's creed hybrid set in feudal japan and i know i've said that the last two weeks but that's the part of it that i really enjoy i really like so i've played it i'm through the second act finally in the final act of the game uh so you're in the top portion of the of the map uh, which anyone that's played it, that'll make sense. So, but I, I love it. I still love it. I'm, I'm, I enjoy the gameplay enough that I, I, I really like being in the world, discovering things. You just ride your horse all over the island and, and uh, you know, get vanity Take items. Take your horse to the uh, old town road. That's right. Well, there you go. Uh, but I also played Orwell again. I went back and I, I was up one morning and, and uh, I just can't bring myself to log into WoW. Until they update or release the expansion, it's just I, there's nothing for me to do. So I was up one morning and I played uh, Orwell for a few hours. And so I know I mentioned this a few weeks ago on the show. It was one of those uh, one of the Steam games that I bought, where your job is basically you work for this this company that creates digital profiles of people based on. It's a little bit, it's a little bit on the nose in terms of like what it's able, what is they're it able to do. Is it a little 1984? Is it the perfect it's, segue well, into our every, news story? Everything, absolutely. So it's a, 
it is it is exactly that. Uh, I'm I, I think that there's no accident. It's called Orwell that you create digital profiles from CCTV clips uh, from your social media. Um, but one of the things that I found because I, when I first played it, I, I I like you. I only played you know the maybe 20 or 30 minutes of it at first, and so I didn't really have a good idea of what it was about or what it was like. But I played three or four hours of it now, and and I, I feel like I have a much better idea. I'm into the story. And, and so basically you start out by there was a, a woman who was arrested. And I won't do any spoilers for the game. But there's a woman who was arrested. This is what happens immediately when you start the game. And uh, your job at this company is to create a digital profile of this person so you can figure out and help the police, basically. And, quote, you're just doing your job. Right. You're just doing your job and you're collecting, um, you know, what can be seen. And this is this is what I felt was kind of interesting about the game. So I'll go through what would be the equivalent of a Twitter feed of this person. And once I get access to, to a new social media account, I can get access to bank accounts. I can get access. I can find little blurbs that I can cut and take out of context and I can create a profile. And if you create this profile that is out of context, you can make someone who isn't guilty guilty. Um, and and create the need for the police to look into a person's life further by taking information out of context. And it's it's kind of scary, <laughs> kind of probably lightly putting it, how you could say something on a social media platform like, I could just kill this person, and then someone dies at a place that you're at, and you take that little blurb out of context, put it in your file uh, with your connection between this web of people, and then now there's probable cause or, or this motive for someone to have died because of your actions. And it's just, uh, it's just scary, you know? It's really scary to think that that is... Uh, that that's a possibility, and that's probably something that happens on a regular basis. So Orwell, uh, a game that uh, a little bit too on the nose, a little bit, a little bit. Well, I liked it. I I've enjoyed the game. It's it's a nice change of pace from some of the other games I've played. The story is interesting, um, but it definitely it paints a bleak picture of the possibility that you could have um, m- minor interactions with with minor players in your life be taken out of context and used against you potentially i mean Uh, it sounds like it's quite on the nose for things happening in our society today and our pivotal news story of the day that's that's right (laughs) that is absolutely right uh so yeah that's what i've been playing so that brings us to the news uh i actually have now i don't have any a lot other than our big news story um to mention or elaborate on, I don't think, but I do have three or four uh, news items this time. So I've got three little ones and then our big topic. But if we start with the big All one, because right. it's a perfect segue into the that Apple versus Google versus Epic 1984-laden drama. That's right. And, you know, and I feel like you have pretty good insight on this. I will definitely be the layman uh, that is... Um, going to give their two cents and not having 
the background necessarily probably to speak on it much more intelligently than that. Um, but I've seen now I've read articles from reputable sites and take that for, you know, as you will, uh, for, from almost all three perspectives. Um, because I feel like I've changed my opinion on this topic at least twice. (laughs) (laughs) Where, how I feel about it. So go ahead and why don't you explain kind of, um, in a more thorough detail in a way I can't what's happening. And I'm I'm going to explain. No, too long. Let me sum up. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, that was a Princess Bride quote. You're welcome. With a really bad Inigo Montoya accent. All right, so essentially, the very short version of this is that the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store, they require that purchases um, from their store give them a 30% uh, transaction fee. So they get 30% of whatever it is you buy from games or apps that are on their stores. Now that's in their terms of service and people who register for those platforms do agree to those terms. The question is, are those terms ridiculous? That's the first point. You know, 30% is a lot for just putting your stuff in a store. Retail environments also do charge a a fee to a certain extent, Um, uh, but they do it in markup, so it's a bit different. Um, but it's standard for a storefront to charge some money because they have the platform and you're promoting and that is what it is. So what happened was is that um, a couple years ago, Epic Games took their uh, took Fortnite off of the Google Store and instead you downloaded it directly from Epic's website with an APK, which you can do for Android devices. But it was wildly unpopular because a lot of people don't know how to install an APK or they don't trust it or whatever, it's open to fraud, blah, 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 you name it. So they had to go back onto the Google Store because they weren't getting enough downloads. And the CEO of Epic Games was upset about having to do this in the first place. So they came up with a dastardly plan and the plan was that epic games was going to violate the terms of service on purpose of both stores in order to show how anti-competitive the stores actually are now that's to a certain extent their words and not mine but i am paraphrasing and so they basically created a workaround where you could make purchases without going through their store in some way i don't know precisely how and it doesn't matter they offered these purchases at a discount to consumers who did it that way at a 20 percent discount not a 30 percent discount mind you um but there could be credit card fees or whatever so maybe it's not too terribly dastardly And then when Apple found out about it, they booted them off of the App Store immediately. Now, this didn't affect people who already had it downloaded onto their Apple devices. It just affects people in the future. And then Google waited two days and did the same thing. So in that two-day waiting period, uh, within a few minutes, actually, of Apple pulling them down, Epic had already prepared a lawsuit because they knew it was coming. They planned and they did it on purpose. They knew it was coming and they created a parody video of Apple's very famous 1984 commercial, which is the one where the woman swings right. the hammer into the monitor and it's very anti-Orwellian um, and <laughs> it's a perfect segue from the game that you've been playing. But their purpose was to rally their fan base of Fortnite players into pushing 
uh, Congress and uh, other regulatory bodies to look at the antitrust situation within these um, app stores. And do you feel like the Fortnite crowd is the crowd to make that change? No, I feel like it's the crowd to make <laughs> okay. every adult human annoyed. But I mean, I suppose that might work. Maybe right. I don't. <laughs> right. Possibly. I, I feel as a segue, and then I'll let you finish. I'm sorry, I'll forget this if I don't say it though. I feel like that, depending on that particular crowd, and my son plays it, and I've played it, but it's. I feel like, especially in this generation, and maybe the generation before it, and me to some degree. You want convenience, and that's that's actually going to tie into our main topic today is uh, the idea of convenience. And, and so if you're inconveniencing me, then I'm just going to go someplace else. Like I'll just go someplace else. I'm not going to do the research to figure out why necessarily I'm inconvenienced. I'll do enough research to find out how I can get my product that I was getting the way that I was getting it before. And just go that route. And if and that's, otherwise, or yeah, I'll just move on fair. to something else. That's fair. But they did do you a know? huge in-game event, a commercial, and like a web takeover. So it's pretty public. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that to your point and, and, and Epic, uh, to, to, uh, to just, I guess, reiterate what you were saying, they did, they already had the lawsuit ready to go. They knew what they were doing when they when they uh, violated the terms of service, and from what I understand, <laughs> or at least this is what they're saying, they're really doing this for the little guy, right? This is what Epic I mean, is but saying. they're also a huge corporation in their own right, so I don't really one of, buy that. I mean, who you don't feel? I don't feel sorry for any of them at this point. Like, I don't feel sorry for Epic. I don't feel sorry for Google. I don't feel sorry for Apple. Uh, from what I understand, also, if you have, if you have it on your on your device, on your Apple device, you can still play it if yeah. it was already downloaded, but you cannot update it. So there, no more updates are possible on your device. From what I understand, with Google and Android devices, there are still workarounds. Even though you don't go through Google Play, you can go through the Samsung Store. Yeah, and you just you can do APK. Some of the other. It's fine. Right, and so it's still possible uh, to get it onto your your device. So, um, but it, this is this is definitely uh, this is definitely poking the two bears uh, in a way that we're, we'll see, you know, how it plays out. But definitely interesting to have uh, a a big company because this is the only way that a change like that would happen is for a company that has the means. To tell you, nah, I don't want to pay you anymore. Yeah. I don't want to pay you. So The Verge money, has know. pointed out that Apple struck a sweetheart deal with Amazon because they are not subject to the same terms and conditions. So they do make exceptions, but only when the company has serious leverage, like Amazon levels of leverage. Like Amazon. Exactly. So if I'm going to give my personal opinion on it, I do think these platforms are extremely anti-competitive. I also think it's ridiculous to take 30% of something that you had nothing to do with creating just because you made a store. You know, I feel the same way 
about large retailers like Walmart and whatever who make it so hard for small producers to get any shelf space because they can't afford the margin up, you know, that they want to put on these products. You know, they want to get them at wholesale and then mark them up. And like sometimes it's just not possible to do because if you don't have economies of scale, like you can't do that. Now, I get that you don't have the same problem with digital goods. They have infinite economies of scale relatively, depending on server size. However, I do think that their stranglehold on what's allowed on their app store is a bit ridiculous. And in the case of large, reputable companies like Basecamp, um, Microsoft, um, Epic, and other large companies like this having to kowtow in order to get their app updates and things approved, I think it's ridiculous because, like, this is this isn't how it should be you know like you're paying money to have them on the store so you should be able to have them on the store you know um so i i do feel it is anti-competitive i do think that the way epic went about it was very calculated but is that necessarily a bad thing because they are making a point i think they're making a very extreme point for the grounds that they have i mean they also do terrible things that are anti-competitive with their own (laughs) game store um, but right. it's still, it's not like uh, one evil cancels the other evil out. Like, we need to fix both things, in my opinion. And this App Store thing is a right. problem beyond the game industry. It's a problem for all sorts of little app creators and stores. Um, they really do struggle to get their stuff up and live and get it approved. Um, and and I'm fixing to have firsthand knowledge of this myself. So, um I think something does need to be done. I think the um, FTC needs to look into the anti-competitive nature because to me, something doesn't quite smell right if you're not allowing Microsoft to put a streaming game service on your platform because you want to collect revenue from every single game that could have been sold that's now instead streaming. Right. You know, that's sort of, that seems wrong. That's like saying that you're not going to sell Netflix gift cards because you sell DVDs. You know, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's my opinion on it. What are your thoughts about this? I, I, uh, I, I mean, I guess I, I would agree. Initially, I was like, well, I'm. anytime someone tries to buck the system like Epic was trying to, my initial spidey sense goes off and i'm like all right so what's the angle like what is what's the angle that that epic is trying to do you know or trying to pull over you know they um i thought it was nefarious (laughs) little did i know that actually it's probably nefarious on all sides like everybody's probably kind of up to no good on this um they all want more the money problem. just from each other. They all want they all want all the money and I and I under I get it. I don't agree with it. I get what I get the point, you know. It's like I know I understand. I think it's bad business, but I, I understand. When you're the only game in town like for a long time Apple's store was, well then, you know, you can charge. You you have a monopoly, which is not good. Uh, Google Play coming along and and uh, now you've got two games in town. And, and every one of these other game companies has their own system now. You got Origin and you got Epic Store and you've got 
you know, Ubisoft's whatever their trash is. Um, so, they, you know, you've got each one of these has their own storefront. And it's kind of like streaming services, and we've done an episode on this before, where you've got everything's broken up into different parts. And so instead of getting everything from one or having options to get everything, you've got to go to each individual place to get your stuff, and each one charges their own things. Super annoying. You know, I... It's super annoying, you know, and so you've you you in the end nothing got fixed. Now it's just partitioned out even further, you know, teased out into their own little fiefdoms, and so you got to go search out and find, uh, you know, what you want to get it where you want, and you're probably not getting necessarily a better product. And sometimes, in some instances, I think it's even worse uh, because they don't have the means to deliver as some of the bigger companies might have. That we're charging, you know, all the, you know, the extorting the money from those companies. So, you know, finding a compromise, my my opinion, uh, that means nothing to those three major co- corporations. Um, finding a way that everybody wins, and you're like you said, I mean, they, you're just providing the platform and the name, and people are going to come for that name. They'll go to the Apple Store because it's easy, and everybody gets it on their phone. So I can find Fortnite really easily. So that that's worth something. Is it worth 30% of everything that you sell on your from from the game and and the hard work? No, I don't think it is. You know, uh, and 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 does Apple really need 30%? And it just comes down to greed and needing all the money. And I don't that I don't understand. But it's also probably because I don't have all the money. So maybe maybe that's why. <laughs> if I did, maybe I would be able to relate better so (laughs) can't relate Um, i can't relate so well uh so i i come down on the side of epic and uh, and as much as that tastes like bile in my mouth i i come down on the side of epic to say uh that they should find a better business model for because it's not epic is not wrong in saying they're fighting for the little guy even if that's not really why they're doing it you know it, it will help the little guy as a side it will. effect. It, it, it will. And so it's not wrong. It's kind of like their policy where they called Steam out for a lot of uh, their probably not great business practices for not paying, uh, you know, the developers for the games that they're that they're providing. You know, you'll get a bigger cut if you create those games on the Epic Store. Well. That's a good deal. Uh, what's the catch, though? You know, I'm still trying to think of find what's the catch Exclusivity is Epic. the catch. Right. So, I, you know, anyway, I, I think that ultimately it's uh, it could be a good thing for smaller companies. Uh, I just, you know, you're like, I'll keep an eye on Epic. They're, they're, you know, because, you know, you give them an inch, it'll take a, you know. Well, it's funny that you mentioned the Epic Game Store and exclusivity. One of my little news stories is about Total War Saga Troy. So Total War Saga Troy is a Sega game that's actually been released on the Epic's Game Store. And for the first 24 hours after release, it was free. And 7.5 million people downloaded it in the first 24 hours. But the downside is that now, after that 24-hour period has passed, it's now like 30 bucks or something for everyone else who didn't get it in that window 
and it will yeah. only be available on the Epic Game Store for the first year because it's a one-year exclusivity contract that they signed. So basically, if you didn't get it now for PC for the first 24 hours for free, then you can pay full price and it'll only be on the Game Store for the next year. It's a um, turn-based strategy game, in case you were wondering. But it did. I was. It yeah. It's it's a it's an all right looking game. It's a sequel to uh, what is it? Sequel to Thrones of Britannia. So Total War Saga Thrones of Britannia was like the first one. Oh, that old chestnut. I mean, I yeah. don't. It's not my like cup of tea, but <laughs> people were impressed by the uptake. The 7.5 million people. But for me, that's a huge acquisition. Absolutely. For Epic Game Store, now they've got 7.5 million. I'm sure some of those are additional new users with new accounts now on the Epic Game Store. So there's all those emails and data that they have now. They can market them other things. Blah blah blah. So it was really, really smart for them to offer it free for 24 hours because then you acquire all that customer data for nothing. Do you know? Um, and right, the right. and nobody wins there. Do you know? Like the publisher doesn't get any money. Epic Games gets all the data. I who knows if the publisher gets that data to a certain extent. So it's quite interesting to me that they did that. However, it was very right. successful. 7.5 million people. So, you know, Epic Games they're doing some stuff. They're doing some stuff. They're quite smart about it. Yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, there's no doubt that they know uh they know what they're doing. They they've um and they've they've created their they've they've innovated uh, that you know the Unreal Engine. They, uh, they've they've been a part of gaming, and game development, and innovation in in games for decades. You know, so it's it's not like they're you know a new kid on the block necessarily. They know what they're doing. So uh, it, it'll be interesting. There's no doubt it'll be interesting. I I think I've got the Epic. Uh, I don't know. I think I've got a shortcut on my desktop here somewhere, but only because. We integrated all the Fortnites to the different platforms because you could play them all on all the platforms. You know, you still can, I guess, except for mobile uh, now. <laughs> but that was inferior anyway, and anybody that says any different is not being honest <laughs> with themselves. So so what's uh, one of your small news stories? Yeah, so uh, Halo's delayed, potentially. Did you I did see, see that. I'm glad they've delayed it. I was not impressed okay. by the showing that they put on for the game showcase. It just it wasn't running at peak capacity. It didn't look that right. great, quote unquote. And even though you don't expect a whole lot from a Halo, I think they could do some more. But it is a shame for launch day because that was one of the titles that you were right. going to get free with Xbox Game Pass. See, now that makes me think I'm not going to buy it on day one. I'm going to wait. So, you know. Yeah, that's going to hurt. I think that'll hurt their sales. I mean, honestly, that's going to hurt their sales. It could hurt their sales in a significant way um, if you don't have that ready to go. Um the uh, I, I was going to say in, in news that probably no one cares about, the PTR, so the public test realm for World of Warcraft, uh, something you could download the client, you could practice or play or kind of get an idea and see what the next expansion is going to be like for World of Warcraft. And so on the PTR, they just dropped the notes for the pre-patch. So, uh, you know, Shadowlands is the next expansion, and there are a lot of people that have done speculation as to when it's supposed to release. They've been going on prior release dates and when on the PTR things have been dropped. 
uh, and trying to time it all so you can get an idea when you can expect it. You know, maybe not the exact date, but get in the ballpark. And with the uh, this the patch notes uh, dropping on the PTR, the way the timing is is playing out, most people in the industry are saying you can probably expect the next expansion uh, in November. Okay. And so I I'm yeah, which is that's I mean it's big news if you like World of Warcraft. Christmas. And there are still millions of people that do, you know. So, uh, including myself, I did. You know, I did buy. I went ahead and pre-ordered it. Oh, my God. You have got to stop pre-ordering stuff. We're going to do a topic about this where I'm going to list all of the (laughs) reasons why pre-orders are stupid. I know it, and I can only list one that's why they're good. And that's – I'll save my short list for that episode. But, uh, you know, that's – it's if you if you're interested in it, uh, it's on the it's on the PTR now, so you can kind of see what it's going to be like. Uh, it's it's a lot of scourge. It's a lot of you can play as a zombie and go around and bite people and infect them with a disease that turns them into a zombie. Um, so it ties. Has World into of Warcraft lost its mind. <laughs> No, you, you, basically, you, no. you have to know. It's, no, you it's know what? I don't event. care. No, I say no. Yeah. No zombies in World of Warcraft. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, there's always been zombies. The from uh, the third from Warcraft three when the scourge showed up, and you had all the diseased uh, food, and they ate it, and then they turned into zombies, and then they turned other people into zombies, and you had to go through as, or then then ultimately you became the Lich King. It's a tale as old as time. I know you know this tale. Oh, my Lord. Um, Right. So my news story, which is cool and (laughs) not lame at all, is (laughs) Cyberpunk 2077, second episode, showing off the gun, showing off the origin stories. You know Mm -hmm. you watched it. It was fire. Yes, it was. And uh, watch that and the, the origin stories. I'm excited. I'm I'm very excited about that game. So what? I may are only you... get to play three games this year. Like. <laughs> Did you pick what your origin story is going to be? I think Nomad is the route I'm going to go first. I really do. I liked. It seemed the most normal uh, in terms of like you, because I liked that one. That one I could relate to the most. Just coming, just coming into the game, not knowing anything else about it. The next one was what? What was the the street the kid? Street. Yeah, the street kid would be next. No way. I had, I'm I had Corpo all day, son. Corpo yeah. all Corpo is life. Look all around you at these skyscrapers. I Come know. On. Corpo is life. I know. I am 100% rebelling against everything just because I can. So it's like give me the give me the street kid uh, or the nomad so I can come in and, and with a chip on my shoulder. Oh my 100%. gosh, I'm going to be like a corporate blue blood through and through. Like, I'm going to be an evil <laughs> bastard, and I cannot wait. And then I'm going to go back and play like a corpo, like, uh, and I'm going to switch sides, and I'm going to be good, you know? I'm okay. going to play it twice through, yeah. you know? Yes. I'm look. I mean, I can't wait. I'm, I'm really excited about that game. Uh, I do have one more uh, small piece Me of too? news as well. Uh, G4 TV, uh, when, uh, during, uh, I, what was the event that showed this video too? I mean, because it wasn't Comic-Con, I don't think, was it? If you look on YouTube anyway, if anyone who's old enough to remember X-Play or G4 TV, uh, they had a, a little teaser trailer. Uh, it's, it's on YouTube now. You can find it where they're, 
<laughs> they're appealing to the senses of those who actually remember G4 TV, and, and I don't know the, the actual demographic. I just do know um, that it's... I'm probably on the far end of the demographic in terms of people who remember G4 TV uh, and and uh, watched it religiously, especially X-Play and, and, um, and Attack of the Show. So, I remember Attack of the Show. Right. And X-Play was, was a show that that was... Much early, I think Tech TV actually had it first, and then G4 TV, they combined two channels, and then G4, I think, was eventually bought by somebody else, and then just, you know, dismantled. Uh, but, that being said, G4 TV's coming back, I think it's going to be an online-only delivery, and Olivia Munn is in talks to go back to the show, or go That's back so to the channel. That's so crazy, that is really long yeah. ago, that's like... What early two thousands? Like two thousand. Early two thousands is X Play. Mid two thousands is probably like maybe 2010, 2011 is when it ended. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe even before that. Uh, but that's when yeah, probably a little bit before that. Maybe two thousand eight, two thousand nine. That's crazy. Um, when Attack of the Show was uh their last episode, and man, that the show was, the show was great. Um, it was actually legitimately funny. There, Chris Hardwick was one of the people that got their starts really there on uh, attack of the show as a host for them. And now, you know, he's walking dead and doing everything else that he's, he's been doing as a host. So Olivia Munn also uh, has been in a lot of really big movies and TV shows. And so she's in talks actually to go back and do uh, some hosting. there. That would be so good. That would be good. That'd be awesome if she did that. Uh, and even if she doesn't, I'm interested to see what G4 TV is and what it becomes, uh, you know, if it's anything like it was originally. So. All right. Well, my my last bit of news is the 4K PS5 drama stroke rumors that have been swirling around the Twitterverse and various news sites. And beyond. Basically, in summation, people have been saying that. Uh, they are developers are struggling to achieve 4k native resolution on the ps5 um and you know they there are a couple prominent um figures in games journalism who are saying they have sources which they can't reveal who are saying you know they're struggling to get it to that resolution they're finding hard to develop in blah 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 but then um and i've I've linked it in the write-up that other people especially developers who have spoken about the current frame rates of games that have already been developed for the PS5 and they're like no it's running at 4K it's running 4K native was it hard to do that yes was it difficult to code for a brand new platform of course but we got it done like we had the time and we've done it so i think if you're concerned that the PS5 will not have games running native 4K resolution i don't think that you should be i think it's going to be a learning period i don't think every single game will have it at launch but i do think there will be enough where it's not misleading advertising i think the studios that are well funded with the plenty of head start on the dev kits and stuff they've they've nailed it so i would ignore those rumors okay that's i think that's good news honestly um i like to end on a good note. yeah i think that's good yeah (laughs) well um that brings us to our main topic today. I think which, it's a great uh, segue. Did another nice segue. We've segued extremely well today. And by we, I say you. Um, so, 
uh, which is who should buy the next console? Like um, looking at the options, uh, doing a little bit of an analysis of what what you can expect, at least from what we know so far. You know, who should buy uh, the next console at release? I guess that's a good way to to uh, to 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 start that because it's we're not saying you shouldn't necessarily buy it ever. But maybe, uh, you know, those that this is just for those that, that maybe uh, might be interested in buying it at release. So I just bought a 4K TV. Well done. Um, that was my second tech uh, purchase in the last uh, week. So I, I upgraded my Internet and uh, to maximize the, you know, the the. the benefit of that internet i also uh got a 4k tv and i'm kind of embarrassed at the how big the tv is um, no such thing go big or go home son we're we're from right. america okay. it's a 75 oh hell yeah and and uh and it's but it, it's it's a high sense is the brand and i did a lot of research they're on fine i've had a high sense tv before they're absolutely yeah. fine and so yeah, that's that's that was kind of this consensus uh, from my research online, and so, uh, and it was a it it was priced at the price point was lower than a lot of the other bigger name brands, and it's it's a Android TV, so basically I just switched my profile over to the TV, and every app I have is already downloaded onto it, uh, you know that's everything cool. YouTube and yeah, it's really cool, and so. Uh, and it, although I don't, it's just convenience, and it's it's now it's it's beaten me uh, as a war of attrition. I've given in and just been like, all right, just everything that's linked to this account, just put it over there because I don't want to have to type in the, you know, <laughs> the the email and and password for every single one of these again. It's just, and they did they do it on purpose because it is convenient uh, for a number of reasons for you and for them. So anyway, all that to say, I've got a TV now that actually would allow me to appreciate one of the new consoles. Right? Did you not have a so, 4K TV before? I did not. And how have you found not. games from this existing generation playing on the new TV? On the new TV, um, now I have not played games from the, this generation. I actually have played games from PS3. And I'm not saying they look like trash, but they definitely don't. It's because the television is so big. And I bet it, it looks like it a bunch of blocky cubes. It doesn't look as it doesn't look as good. You know, not only that, but a lot of television doesn't look very good. You know, just it looks blurry and, you know, undefined. And, uh, it, yeah, it's like, well, it really exposes things that you don't see on a smaller television, you know, and because it's stretched out that 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 image so far now you can really count the pixels, you know, and um, hey, first world problems. Oh, no, my know, TV's I so guess. big that regular television now looks worse. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no. And, and like, I don't I personally I don't care. Like, I really don't care. Yeah, uh, that it, I think, it doesn't bother me so much, but well, I think going back to the topic for me, right, because I don't own a 4K TV, I think that if you don't own one, you should not feel obligated to purchase the PS5 or the right. Xbox Series X on I day think, one. 
that's first and foremost. Honestly, I think that's first and foremost. I think you if need you don't the TV. Have one, I wouldn't feel obligated. Right. Because otherwise, what's the point? It's um, going to look exactly the same as it does right now because you don't have the graphical output ability. Right. Yeah, you're not going to be able to really see the difference in the benefit, especially if you're talking about some of the platforms or, or of the consoles and they're not going to have the games at release that you were really interested in playing. So not only will they, you know, let's say with the Xbox is not going to have Halo at release, well, then potentially uh, you might just wait until they do and you've you've had time to... Uh, which brings us both to maybe the second most important <laughs> or maybe the first and that's if you don't have the disposable income yeah then and that means that you have don't have a television that can support it and and really accentuate the you know the benefits of having the new console and then be able to also afford the new console so yeah, look, uh, if you have the disposable 600 bucks and you want to hook it up to an old regular HDMI TV, then fill your boots. Right. But I don't think the fast loading times are going to be as big of a benefit as someone who has a 4K TV. You know, like, is it really, you know, right. I don't think it really will be. I think you need the 4K TV. You need the disposable income anyway, whatever point that you buy it. But if you've got 600 bucks lying around and no 4K TV and you want to buy it anyway, fine. You know, who am I to tell you how to spend your money? But I think if you don't, then there are a lot of valid reasons to wait and save up the money so that you do have the disposable income to buy it. Right. No, I, I agree 100%. I think that's, that's a major, <laughs> a major and the space. Well, and um, now that you've just gotten a faster internet, and we know that Project right. xCloud is going to play a fairly big role in the next generation of at least Xbox consoles, but there are like lots of streaming and downloading that's going to be required full stop, especially if you get the digital-only version. Do you think that internet speed is also super important when considering whether Absolutely. or not to spend the money? Absolutely, and it may be more important if you're purchasing an Xbox. Um, if you're getting an Xbox, your internet speed may be even more important than uh, than for a PlayStation. Not that it won't be important, um, but it really seems like uh, Microsoft is, is going all in with the game streaming. I feel like they're trying to do something, improve upon what Stadia and, and um, the NVIDIA... Both those systems ha have attempted and maybe weren't necessarily able to deliver on the scale uh, that maybe Xbox is. And I say maybe because they're going to do it. We'll just see if it's going to be any more successful or delivered in, you know, any uh, delivered better. Um, Remember when so we were all I, shooketh when day one patches started to be a thing? Like, it was not a right. thing. Like, But then we bought the new consoles, and we were all shook to our core that we put the game in and it didn't immediately play. Do you know? No. And, and I don't think that that's unrealistic. I don't think that that's... I don't think that that expectation that I should be able to put the game in and play it when I get it is unrealistic. You know, I'm still frustrated when that happens. You know, you've got a game and the game disc, everything is supposed to be on the disc. However... Even if it doesn't work, sometimes it's downloading 
the game to the hard drive or a portion of the game to the hard drive so that you can so it, even if all the game was on there you still can't play it until it's copied at least in part to your hard drive and so it's like you can't win for losing and either way you're still not able to play the game minute one day one when you buy it you know um you know and you could be a conspiracy theorist and think well it's maybe that's because um, they want you to go to a digital format, and so there's no advantage to doing, uh, you know, a hard copy of a game. Either way, you're going to have to download something. Uh, yeah, but know. I think in and, native and then, 4K, the games are going to be bigger than they are now. Like, And I've been trying right. to download Warzone's new patch for two days. You know, on day one, it's just, I'm not going to be able to play it on day one. I'm just going to be downloading crap on day one. That's all day one is going to be for me. So Absolutely. <laughs> I might as yeah. well wait until and, the servers are less busy. And, well, absolutely, that's part of it but i think that that goes back to one of your points earlier is many times the benefit of pre-purchasing is being able to download so it's ready to go day one uh i know this was the case with spider-man uh that if you bought spider-man on ps4 early you were able to download and i bought it digitally yeah it's the same thing with last of us too yeah you were able to download it, and then upon yeah, I did that with Last of Us too. Yeah, they they uh, uh, they allowed you to download it. You just couldn't play it until midnight that night, and then they would release it or let you let you unlock it. I mean, I'm gonna and, let you uh, have that it, one so. for now, only because I think this is good for a topic. So I'm just I'm gonna let you have that, and I'm not gonna say any okay. contrary opinions. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, yes, that is a benefit. Well done. <laughs> It is a benefit. It can also be a negative. I'm just saying it is a benefit that I hadn't thought of about uh, when we were talking about it earlier. I didn't even think about that part of it. Uh, I, I'm not saying it's not also bad, uh, but it is a benefit uh, if you can go ahead and download it and not have to wait until the first day. Um, it still doesn't solve the problem of bandwidth and, and the speed at which you can do it. You can download it. Uh, and like you said, with these games being bigger, that's going to be even an, an even bigger issue. So if you don't have the man, we're not painting a very. We're, this is a bleak picture. Well, I think I think another person that should buy it on day one to be positive is people who are already running out of storage space on their existing consoles because the new consoles have much more storage space. If you've already expanded your console with like an SSD like I have or whatever, you can plug that right into the new one. Then you now have what a terabyte roughly they both have a terabyte ish right yeah now you can really expand your games catalog again and i'm really struggling to maintain a diverse games catalog because some of the games i have like warzone are just so big and take up so much space so i think one of the things that might encourage me to get the new console is because I'll instantly have loads of new space again and I could just take my SSD and plug it right in and now I have 30 games ready to play like day one but I do need a TV right. first that's gonna I'm, I'm if I can get a 4k TV between now and then not if I could it's not like I'm poor I'm not poor but right. I just like I I need to rationalize the expenditure do you know uh, right my TV no works. I understand so it's sort of, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if for whatever it's worth, the TV that we got, we got for a, we 
I actually was being responsible. And my wife was like, well, if we're going to get it, we might as well get the experience. So why get a 65-inch when I can spend $100 more and get a 75-inch TV? And it'd be an experience when you watch it when we you know it's it's like the it's the entertainment oh 100 percent. like i mean my a 75 inch tv would not even fit on my wall my wall is not that big um (laughs) but i do have i think this is 50 or 55 inch it's pretty big tv um but for me i'm gonna wait until black friday and if there's a good deal on a 4k tv then i'm gonna make I'm going to pull the trigger on it, but there's no sense to buy one now. Right. Cause you know, I mean, November's just around the corner, like mine as well, right. you know, wait till then. Well, and, and, and I think the, the reason for me to buy it now and, and what helped me is because I live in a college town and everyone's moving in right now. And so this is like a mini black for black Friday week or whatever, uh, for a lot of the retailers here, because all the kids are coming back and everybody's trying to get, you know, fill their dorm rooms and apartments. And oh, my God. You got college students with 75 with... inch TVs. Wow. <laughs> They're doing college right. Oh, well. I was doing it wrong. I did see just as a funny anecdote, I was as I was leaving Best Buy and I literally well, the TV that we purchased could not fit in our our car, obviously. So we had to we already had a trailer uh, because we were doing something else for one of our side projects. So I had the trailer already. We pulled up and put it on the trailer and, and had to buy a range as well while we were there. So we got two things and strapped them in there. Right across the street or right in front of us really was a college student who had just purchased like a 65-inch TV and was driving like a Sentra. And this man was trying to put that 65-inch TV in his trunk. And I just I, – it was one of the funniest things. I was like, there's no – I could look at it and see it's not going to fit. But he had two or three people really trying to find a way to wedge that thing in there. And then all this – you know, after four or five minutes of messing with it, he just – it was like, I'll, I'll come back and get it. I'll come back and get it later. I'm just oh, glad he didn't, didn't strap it to the top or anything like that. Oh, you didn't offer to help him, like, put it in the trailer? Come on, man. I, what, I, what happened to I, your American decency? About it. 20 bucks. You want, I'll take it Yeah, exactly. Out. Like, listen, I'll take it. You can follow me. Just, you know, I'll follow you whatever job done, you know? One of you can ride in the car. I, I swear that I did think of that. You should have done uh, it. What we, happened to hometown to American values? Town. Come on. I know. Come on. I know. Shame on you. Your a, karma really took a, a hit. I just want you to know that. <laughs> it did. It did. In my video game points, I've lost. Exactly. Lost points exactly. There. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm going to round this out with my last reason why people should buy it on day one, I would say that's if you're a collector. You know, if you have every right. Xbox console or every PlayStation console or who knows, but maybe every console ever made, depends how fanatic you are, then it makes perfect sense to me that you would want a day one edition um, to add to your collection. And I can't fault you for that. And I think in that scenario, it also makes sense if you were to pre-order a day one edition. So you get the day one box and everything. If that's important to you and you're a true collector, a fan of Xbox, you know, a, a fan of hardware, um, then do it, you know? What, right. I mean, I am not. Listen, when I get a new console, old console, trade in. You know, like I'm not keeping stuff in my house. <laughs> but like I can I see, know. I can see why people would want to do that. And for me, I think it's perfectly valid. If that's your lifestyle, then go for it. 
with my blessing. And you have the means. Right. Exactly. Listen, everybody's got to yeah. have the means. Please, please do not put this on a credit card and pay 30% APR. Do not do that, people. Right. Yeah, it doesn't take that long to save up 600 bucks. It really doesn't. Like, eat some ramen for a couple weeks. You're sorted, you know? Right, right. And, yeah, means, absolutely. Uh, internet connection is going to be a necessity. Um, I, I think... I think the only thing that I really have to add to that is if you're looking at the two the two consoles and you're not sure, you're on the fence as to which one you want to buy, I'm not going to tell you which one I think is better necessarily, but from what I've read and from what they've released, it definitely looks like the Xbox is going to be much more of the, uh, the console, although both of them are going to have an edition that's exclusive, exclusively streaming in terms of like digital only. They'll both have digital-only uh, consoles. But the Xbox is definitely leaning hard into the streaming game service uh, to unifying or, or, or uh, uh, creating this, this uh, seamless network of games from your console to the mobile devices as well. So they're trying to tie all of that together in, into one gaming experience. Uh, and the PlayStation is really leaning a little bit harder this time into uh, not necessarily that that across across platform uh, in terms of like mobile device gaming, but much harder into the gaming experience on the console. Load times, really trying to deliver a a, a high quality hardcore and I guess in a way hardcore gaming experience. So less about the masses and more about the the that want your your uh, hardcore gaming experience on the PlayStation. At least that's what I've read uh, so far. That's 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 been my take on it. So I don't think they're leaning into uh, being able to play your games on your phone or your tablet as much as as really trying to improve the experience so that my PlayStation doesn't sound like it's about to take off and fly into space. As it does now, every time I boot a really <laughs> Me too. difficult to load game, it's so bad that you can't even sometimes hear what they're saying. Oh, same. Unless oh, I, same. Same. Yeah, and you're like, geez. <laughs> the fan inside is working overtime. It's working hard. It's working hard. So. See, I think if I were to give people advice about which one to buy, provided they've got one of these reasons that makes it logical for them to purchase day one, uh, if you we're not sure which one to purchase i would say if you have a limited number of games that you know will be on the playstation that you want to play fanatically to a near pro standard then go with the playstation you know if you're a big fan of warzone if you're a big fan of uncharted like whatever you know if you play those sort of games and you want them to be operating at maximum efficiency then I think the PlayStation is, as you're right, more of a hardcore gaming device. However, if you are a budget gamer and you want to spend as little money as possible and have a wide range of games to play at a extremely adequate and better than previous generations level, then I think the Xbox Series X is a great choice because if you are subscribed to Game Pass, you're going to get a load of titles for free on day one to play. And I think it's a completely different proposition to what the PlayStation has to right. offer. If you just want to play, get a new PlayStation to play Warzone at maximum graphics and like no lag, whatever, 
barely any load times, then, you know, fill your boots. But if you like to play a wide range of games like I do, you know, I, I play oftentimes several new games a week for 20 minutes to decide that I hate them and then play something <laughs> else. But, you know, some, but, but sometimes I do find a game that I never would have expected, like Two Point Hospital. I mean, it's basically a kid's game, and I had such a great time with it. Right. So if you're that kind of gamer where you just want to experience a lot of games, you don't want to pay a lot of money for it, where the idea of renting games makes sense to you like it has always made sense to me i think the xbox is an absolute no-brainer because it's going to perform better now and you're going to have all these games available on day one you know if you do have a 4k tv and you do have the money then go for it day one and if you don't then maybe consider uh, over the next few months, the key points where you think those sort of things will go on sale, so maybe get a TV Black Friday, maybe wait for Christmas and get an Xbox Series X in a Amazon Lightning deal like I did a few years ago with the Xbox One. I mean, I got it for an absolute steal, you know? Um, right. There are key options, you know, key points throughout the year when you can actually get these things pretty cheap. Um, so if you are on a budget, like, just remember in the back of your mind, you're not going to have to also spend an additional 60 quid just to buy one game you're going to get loads of games right away and for me that sort of makes the decision for me but i am not a high spec hardcore gamer i think if i was i would lean more towards the right. playstation right and man i don't know that i could qualify myself as that either <laughs> but uh you just have too much disposable you know. income that's your problem <laughs> well i can definitely tell you that the i could spend it on other things that are probably better we're not going without eating if I buy the the PlayStation or the Xbox, um, but you know, so I'm blessed in that from that respect. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, I I don't have the time to to you know I kind of have to make a calculated risk when I purchase. So it's like I, I try to research the game, buy the game. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't do that with the Division Two. Like I should have. You've never but, forgiven uh, them so for that. So you make mistakes. Mistakes were made, is all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> trying to uh, mitigate and minimize that uh, for future. But uh, all right, well that that uh, should uh, give people a little bit of insight into who should buy the console at least day one. Um, you know, if you if you uh, have any questions or comments, uh, let us know. So that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. If you like what you hear, head over to iTunes or wherever you download and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode and rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See you later.